0: Today's audio devotional was made possible thanks to the generous efforts and support of Belfield Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can find this podcast and many others like it at devocast.com. Thanks for listening. Heidelberg Catechism. Question 75. How does the Holy Supper remind and assure you that you share in Christ's one sacrifice on the cross and in all his benefits? In this way. Christ has commanded me and all believers to eat this broken bread and to drink this cup in remembrance of Him. With this command comes these promises. First, as surely as I see with my eyes the bread of the Lord broken for me and the cup shared with me, so surely His body was offered and broken for me and His blood poured out for me on the cross. Second, as surely as I receive from the hand of the one who serves and taste with my mouth the bread and cup of the Lord, given me as sure signs of Christ's body and blood, so surely He nourishes and refreshes my soul for eternal life with His crucified body and poured-out blood. Question 76. What does it mean to eat the crucified body of Christ and to drink His poured-out blood? It means to accept with a believing heart the entire suffering and death of Christ, and thereby to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life. But it means more. Through the Holy Spirit, who lives both in Christ and in us, we are united more and more to Christ's blessed body, And so, although He is in heaven and we are on earth, we are flesh of His flesh and bone of His bone, and we forever live on and are governed by one Spirit, as the members of our body are by one soul. Question 77. Where does Christ promise to nourish and refresh believers with His body and blood as surely as they eat this broken bread and drink this cup? In the institution of the Lord's supper. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This promise is repeated by Paul in these words, The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. The lesson is from the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter
1: 4. Now when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. And he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and the burned ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, Yes, what they are building. If a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn back their taunt on their own heads, and give them up to be plundered in a land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt, and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight. For they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders. So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that they were repairing the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry. And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. In Judah it was said, The strength of those who bear the burdens is failing. There is too much rubble. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, They will not know or see till we come among them and kill them and stop their work. At that time, the Jews who were living near them came from all directions, said to us ten times, You must return to us. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in open places, I stationed the people by their clans, with their swords, their spears, and their bows, And I looked, and arose, and said to the nobles, and to the officials, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that it was known to us, and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his own work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction, and half held the spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah, who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, The work is great and widely spread. And we are separated in the wall, far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work, and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, Let every man and his servant pass a night within Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I, nor my brothers, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard who follow me, none of us took off our clothes. Each slept, kept his weapon at his right hand. (laughs) Nehemiah chapter 5. Now there arose a great outcry of the people and of their wives against their Jewish brothers. For there were those who said, With our sons and our daughters we are many, so let us get grain, that we may eat and keep alive. There were also those who said, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our houses to get grain because of the famine. And there were those who said, We have borrowed money for the king's tax on our fields and our vineyards. Now our flesh is as the flesh of our brothers, our children as their children. Yet we are forcing our sons and our daughters to be slaves, and some of our daughters have already been enslaved. But it is not in our power to help it, for other men have our fields and our vineyards. I was very angry when I heard their outcry in these words. I took counsel with myself, and I brought charges against the nobles and the officials. I said to them, You are exacting interest each from his brother, and I held a great assembly against them, and I said to them, We, as far as we are able, have brought back our Jewish brothers, who have been sold to the nations, But you even sell your brothers, that they may be sold to us. They were silent and could not find a word to say. So I said, The thing you are doing is not good. Ought you not to walk in the fear of our God, to prevent the taunts of the nations, our enemies? Moreover, I and my brothers and my servants are lending them money and grain. Let us abandon this exacting of interest." Return to them this day, very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive orchards, and their houses, and the percentage of money, grain, wine, and oil that you have been ex- exacting from them. And they said, We will restore these and require nothing from them. We will do as you say. And I called the priests and made them swear to do as they had promised. They also shook out the fold of my garment and said, So may God shake out every man from his house. And from his labor, who does not keep this promise, so may he be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen, and praise the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year to the 32nd year of Artaxerxes the king, 12 years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allowance of a governor. The former governors who were before me laid heavy burdens on the people and took from them for their daily ration forty shekels of silver. Even their servants lorded it over the people, but I did not do so because of the fear of God. I also persevered in the work on the wall and required no land, and all my servants were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were at my table 150 men, Jews and officials, besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us. Now what was repaired at my expense for each day was one ox and six choice sheep and birds, and every ten days all kinds of wine in abundance. Yet for all this, I did not demand the food allowance for the governor, because the service was too heavy on this people. Remember, O oh my good, O oh my God, all that I have done for this people. Nehemiah chapter six. Now when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, although up to that time I had not set up its doors and the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at Hakapirim in the plain of Ono, but they intended to do me harm. And I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work and cannot come down. Why should the work stop? Will I leave it and come down to you? They sent to me four times in this way, and answered them in the same manner. In the same way, Sanballat, for the fifth time, sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand, and it was written: "It is reported among the nations, and Geshem also says it that you and the Jews intend to rebel. That is why you are you rebuilding the wall, and according to these reports, you wish to become their king." And you have also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. And now the king will hear these reports. So come and let us take counsel together. Then I sent to him saying, No such things as you say have been done for you inventing them out of your own mind. For they all wanted to frighten us thinking, Their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. And when I went to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was confined to his home, he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. They are coming to kill you by night. But I said, should such a man as I run away? And what man should I do in the temple and live? I will not go in. And I understand and saw that God had not sent him, but he had pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this purpose he was hired, that I should be afraid and act in this way in sin. And so they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me. Remember, Tobiah and Sanballat, O my God, according to these things that they did, and also the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who wanted me to be afraid. So the wall was finished on the 29th day of the month of Elul in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us who were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For Midian and Judah were bound by oath to him, because he was the son of law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara. And his son, Jehohanan, had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, as his wife. Also they spoke of his good deeds in my presence, and reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to make me afraid.
0: Meditate and dwell on what you're paying attention to in God's word. How has it connected with your heart or mind? Pray to God freely about what has moved you today. Turn your thoughts to him and enjoy his presence. We offer the following as prayer topic suggestions. For a deeper understanding of the gospel, for those in the military and peacekeepers worldwide. Thank you for listening to DevoCast.